Okay, uh, right, that's recording. It's probably going somewhere. Fine. Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Gaming News. Mike's still not back this week. Uh, the aliens are holding on to him for some yeah, reason. Yeah, he's living, living in a cardboard box in the street, effectively, at this point. So, um, good luck with that, mate. Yeah. Uh, we did get in touch with him earlier to tell him that the internet still works, and it's it's still fucking great. So. Mm-hmm. He, Jerry he, not here. Yeah, he knows we're not missing out, so that's that's good. That's the important thing, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Okay, so let's get started. Happy news. Animal Crossing Grandma got a Switch. Oh, bless her heart. Bless her, because this th- this all came out of somebody who basically, I think he was either restoring, repairing, doing or, or transferring his grandma's Switch account doing something that gave him cause to out of interest and without being sneaky about it look at her gaming history on that 3ds because it, it really does a good job of keeping records of everything uh turns out she'd played 3500 hours of animal crossing new leaf which is i i managed 20 i know this because it's in my game history on my on my 3ds uh and so it seems that people from all over the world have pitched in together to buy her a Nintendo Switch so she can play the new Animal Crossing game when that comes out, presumably later this year. Nintendo haven't mm-hmm. said anything. Doesn't it warm your heart? It oh, does. Uh, I'm I'm always glad to see older people embrace uh, technology. I mean, because there's like this uh, lovely old lady on on uh, YouTube who plays Skyrim and brilliant. Um, yeah, uh, it's great that the people are getting into it later in life or uh, maintaining in- interest from when gaming started, you know, like 30, 40 years ago. Um, so, yeah, but that is an incredible... It always seems with um, people that they... Some, or some of these people is that they sort of find the, their thing and that is that is all of it. So I didn't know there was 3,500 hours worth of stuff to do in Animal Crossing. I had no idea. <laughs> I am clearly missing out on something in this game. That it was, I'm right. My experiences with it, I'm surprised I got to twenty hours. It's mm-hmm. it's alarmingly nice. That that's the best way to put it. I think to describe that game to anyone. Have you ever played one, Emma? No, because um, uh, for me, uh, I mean, knowing what I know of the plot, it's essentially indentured slavery that you turn up in a town and someone says, hey, you can live in this house. And you go, oh, lovely. And you move in. They go, right, now you have to work off my, your debt. Well, you be, you become the mayor of the town. That That's the point. You arrive at the town and they're like, hey, we need a mayor. Why don't you do it? And you're like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, these are talking dogs and cats and pandas mm-hmm. and shit like that. I think if we start to question reality, we're onto a loser from the beginning. This, mm. you know, it's all a bit weird, but essentially, it's it's Sim City meets theme park meets Lovely city time. skylines meets cuddles and puppies yes. and kittens and flowers and warm spring days and sedate piano music and. Paisley barking like a mad. That's the sound effects for the dogs. <laughs> yeah, and you do things like you design the town flag, and there's a little town song, and you you play, you write out this song, the notes for the song, and compose it, and then that thing plays throughout the game, and it's about building your little house and 
buying things from the market to put in your house and maybe the well that maybe there is three and a half thousand hours oh god's sake paisley just just shut up but he, he wants my cake this that's what this is the the, the words you're hearing Listen. in dog uh, give me the fucking cake woman no i've been watching you all day give it me <laughs> That's what I'd like hearing. to like to. I'd yeah. like to add for listeners. This is he. He literally means cake. This is not a euphemism for something. No, it is a, a, an actual literal <laughs> cake. And that's what it is. That high pitched. Give it me. It's mum. That's and he won't stop because he's a entitled little. I, to be honest, he picked this up at, at Dog's Trust because yeah, if they all could, start barking and. If you get no attention, or if you have to bark like that to get any attention at all, then that's what he's learned to do to get attention. And we're still having trying to unlearn it, but it's insane. It's abs- Imagine, it's like trying to, when you're trying to stop the baby, the people that try and stop the baby from crying by never going to it when it cries, which I, yeah. I do think is a bit fucked up. But that's because the baby's not, cry- not crying out, give me that cake. I, I suppose you know with Paisley's just being a greedy little fucker, but you you can't do it because he will keep barking and it's so loud, it's it's like a weaponized bark. It's incredible. It's terrifying. What were we? Old woman, Pokemon? Uh, not Pokemon. I read the word Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're like an ASMR video game almost. Just you put it and the music starts playing and your mind goes. And then you become a little dog creature and go fishing and pick some wallpaper and stuff like that. That's all it is. 3,500 hours. I don't don't know what I tell you. It's just so... It is what it is, and I'm very glad she enjoyed it. Very glad. so am I. I'd be happy if I could find something that would make me that happy that I would continue to do it for 3500 hours i don't know if i've ever done anything for that long i tell Maybe you sleep what, I, you've got a, a 2ds excel haven't you um i have if you ever come across a copy of animal crossing new leaf that's not too expensive or anything it might be something that makes you smile yeah it might be yeah i, I, I don't know if i would just um you know, just in a perverse way, go out, out of my way to make it the worst town in the world. But uh, you, you just can't. Can you don't it? understand. You can't it's, ruin it. It's yeah. like it's like fucking Westworld, but for nice. Right. Just like just like you can't shoot another real person in West Westworld. You can't do anything that isn't nice in Animal Crossing. You can give this to a four year old, and they will just sit and play it happily, and as will a, a grandmother. So. Yeah, perhaps I need a, a game that isn't drowning people in toilets and stabbing them in the neck. Yes, it's the opposite of that, pretty yeah. much. Uh, speaking of Nintendo Switch, uh, turns out they sold an absolute shed ton of them over the Christmas period. I'm going to call that I, I I think I predicted this comfortably. Because uh, they were sort of swinging their cock around, so to speak. Uh, saying, well, we're going to sell 20 million of them in year two. And everyone laughed. Like, how the fuck do you think you're going to do that? 
And then quietly they're thinking, we're going to write Pokemon on something, you fuckers. How do you think we're going to do that? And uh, basically it came up to Christmas and they'd sold something like 5 million units since April. Their switch year begins in April, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, end of March, beginning of April. And they'd sold something like 5 million units and everyone was looking at them and sniggering like, what do you think you're going to do? And they were like, sit back, motherfuckers. We're going to write Pokemon on something. What do you think we're going to do? We're going to write Smash on something. And then, yep. boom, Christmas comes. 10 million units. Plus. Um, yep. Which is, uh, that's what they knew was going to happen. It's what... The, the Switch is amazing to everyone but Nintendo and someone who's played it. Yeah, essentially. It's but, um, yeah. I mean, I think that they can in- happily engage with smug mode because it worked. Um, I think we'd be having a very different conversation if, if it didn't launch with maybe the greatest game that's ever been made in Breath of the Wild. Um, and then followed it up with some equally good IP. Um, if you want to, I think it's difficult to imagine 20 million units, but you have to sort of think that's fully a third of the UK population. Yes, it is. Is 20 million. That yes. is, I mean, obviously, I know that's worldwide sales, um, but uh, that is really an incredible amount of, of units to shift. I mean, on the strength of one game, essentially, as well, they, they sold half of them. Well, yeah. It, it, it's been quite something to see. And so that's that's 10 million sales. Uh, over sort of. Oh, hang on. So yeah, the yeah. So ten million over Christmas. Sort of that's Smash and that's Pokemon. I think. Yep. Quite something. It really is, and um, I think they knew that. I think everybody seems to underestimate the the worth of their IP, which is yeah. really what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, I thought that number was ambitious, but I I think that. My mentality on the Switch flipped when, you know, Breath of the Wild was such an incredible success. And it's not a case of like, oh, you know, it's part of being boiled along by fanboys. It's genuinely a, a fantastic game. So um, I think once that hit big and and uh, it was apparent that, you know, everyone loved it. Um, I I mean, I, I think that the, the sort of continued success, they would have to release some true dog shit for it to for it to go down but at the end of the day people already people who bought those switches have bought them already so um they're, sh- they're shifting units no matter what so uh but still that's uh that's a number to be proud of on the strength of you know a couple of games essentially there, there's i think it, it's only going to go up uh mm-hmm. th- this year because of the the strong lineup they've got coming there's still going to be people who are waiting i'll get it when there's when metroid comes out that's what I'm. Well, I mean, for. if yeah. relating to Animal Crossing Granny, I mean, if if there is a no Animal Crossing game, I mean, it hasn't been one for a long time, right? I mean, I think that that will sell a bajillion units as well because they're the yeah. people who love Animal Crossing love Animal Crossing. I mean, exactly. the same way the people who who love Zelda and love Smash and love Mario, so that's going to sell a heck of a lot of units on its own as well. So, I mean, they're just making money in 2019 for sure. I mean, I'm interested to see what they do. You know, beyond that, because the real big tentpole releases have have kind of come and gone. So, because we've had had a new Mario, had our latest Zelda, Smash has come out. If Animal Crossing comes out, that will be out as well. 
new Metroid, and then okay, so what's after that? I think that's an interesting question, but I mean well, that's for that's for the future. I I can I can do a quick thing, right? Because I've just brought up a list. So first party Nintendo games coming out expected out this year, mm-hmm. and we're starting to see a mix of things. So we've got Animal Crossing, uh, which is a latest in a long, long line. line of games that's got its fans you've got fire emblem three houses right that's gonna shift so many switches well especially in japan especially and stuff, but you know yeah it's, it's especially in japan i really hope they put enough into it over here because historically they don't give fire emblem games any attention in the west and we no. love them we we absolutely love them. They sell gangbusters on 3DS because they actually bothered to bring them out. Uh, and I, I really hope they push this one and give it its chance. Uh, you've got Luigi's Mansion 3, mm-hmm. which hasn't got... No one is a big fan of the Luigi series waiting for the next one because this one was kind of a surprise. But that's going to get some people into it. Uh, that I think as a game it will sell well. Metroid Prime yes. Four, uh, as well, and expe- I'm I think the world is expecting like a Metroid Prime trilogy to come out before then. But they've so beyond that, what have they got? Well, first of all, you've got there's still a few IPs to get new stuff out for things. Donkey that Kong. Ha- well, I would Donkey Kong comes later because technically we've had a Donkey Kong game. Yeah, you had Tropical Freeze, haven't you? So, but yeah, so that's I'm, I'll come back to that. What what I was going to say is things like Pikmin needs a game. Yep. Um, and there are others that have all left my brain right now, and it doesn't help that I'm looking at a list of others that aren't the ones. But the, there are still some, you know, IPs that could come. Then we start looking at new uh, Switch specific versions or new to the Switch of games that we've already had one of, but those other ones we've had one were a port from the Wii U, like Donkey Kong. So I'd expect an actual Switch original Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. uh, a Switch original Mario Kart as well. Yeah, they haven't had one of those. Yeah, that's true. So Mario Kart 9. Uh, we'll see how well... Uh, what What is it? This Mario game sells at the moment. I believe it's already... Super Mario Brothers U was a launch title for the the Wii U, and it has already been outsold by the Switch re-release. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, oh, and of course, a core Pokemon RPG game to come out next year. Right. Yeah. So every Pokemon fan that didn't buy a Switch for this one on the grounds that it was not a real Pokemon game, air quote, we they get got next Christmas. Hmm there's so yeah there's lots of places for it to go and then we start with things like we need it's been a while since we've had a zelda game or perhaps another 3d mario game or so on and so on uh so god this thing could just be unstoppable i mean look at the 3ds i think this one will go on like the 3ds really this is it's yeah they've played a blinder and I still expect to see a Switch Mini this yeah. year. That's, uh, that, yeah. So, that's the Switch stuff. Let's move on. Do you know what? The next thing was Randy Pitchford. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going, I'm going, I want to respectfully withdraw that 
Okay. From this week, because I I don't want to get that wrong. Okay. Um, and also there's a lot of speculation as to actual guilt that we know nothing of or whatever. And my opinions are going to be based on the fact that I think that Randy Pitchford's a slimy, greasy little shit. And I would always expect the worst of him. And I don't want to be sued for $10 million. Quite frankly. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you just look at the just look at the picture that we've got on our Slack uh, channel. I mean, that hair is like douchebag signifier one hundred and one. Uh, everything it? So... about this man says tosser. Mm. You know, so I, you know, I, and isn't that the problem when then people like that suddenly get accused of something horrendous? We're all too ready to go. Well, you probably. Did I that. knew it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally see him doing that. Yeah. And the truth is, in my head, I can totally see him doing that, but that means nothing. And. Certainly is no basis to accuse the man of anything in real life. So even though we're all being kind of purposefully ambiguous about this, I encourage you to all Google what's going on with Randy Pitchford uh, this week because he's having a tricky one. That's that's the best way to put it. But I have no opinion about those events. And I, I, I don't think Emma does or anyone else that's Simply Syndicated nope. or indeed Simply Syndicated. We have no opinion about those no, events. No, not whatsoever. No. Randy Pitchford's hair, on the other hand, can get to fuck. Because what is that? <laughs> but that's just personal opinion on something that is purely subjective. And so to move on, um, yeah, I I put. Do you know what? I put up a tweet the other day on the Simply Syndicated account saying I'd like to announce our new game streaming service. And I was just joking, and people were like, "Oh, are you doing one?" Like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry everybody um but th- this is in reference to the fact that and i said this was going to happen as well oh, i'm getting everything right this week why isn't mike here this week so uh, <laughs> so you just keep to just say i told you so yeah just go, record just record you called an mp3 of you saying that and just text it to him i think and then I, he can look, listen to it over and over again i need to make me saying i told you so available as a message tone for people's phones i i think that's the best thing for it um basically i i remember writing months ago maybe well over a year ago that if we start to move game consoles away from physical media and start pushing into digital and that sort of thing and start especially moving towards streaming services then everybody's going to want to have a go Oh, yeah. And now everybody's having a go. Everybody's having a go. And Microsoft and Sony are not going to win this. Now they fucked it up. They've totally fucked this up. I knew they were going to do this. They've they've killed console gaming, I think. Is that dramatic? Oh, that sounds that, dramatic. That seems a touch dramatic, yeah. Let's I make think that, that the, the I think title of my YouTube video about it then. Console gaming is dead. Death emoji. And, I can, I can yeah. see the thumbnail in my mind. Yeah. 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 Um, so we, the, there's actually a couple of stories that merge into one. It's basically Amazon are launching a game streaming service and now uh, Verizon are, looking, are going to launch 
a game streaming service as our google as our microsoft as our ea as our sony as our whoever the ever else you can fucking think of everyone has just got a few servers and a lot of time i mean this is just a consequence of the late stage capitalist nightmare in which we live in that it's (laughs) um it's it's a copycat system if you know everyone's waiting for someone to do something innovative then they can rip it off and sell it to everyone cheaper and and then leave the person the person who did it in the first place in the dust this is just the latest example of this i'm not surprised by any of the names you said there at all whatsoever um, well, of course not no no i mean because amazon as well as uh, amazon and verizon especially have kind of realized that delivering media to people in a way that so everyone can watch it is a good thing that makes them money sort of quite a long time after everyone else thought that so i mean because i mean reason why verizon is as well and amazon is because they um they both had sort of quite a lot of success with uh, the nfl the last couple of seasons because they started streaming thursday night football tnf on um on like twitter right and on their systems like exclusively as well as being able to watch it on tv in some regions because um in in the in the states what sometimes happens is if um if there's a football game especially like on not so much on the the days where there's only one game played one big game on the days where there are lots of games played um unless you're watching the team that is in your state or in the nearest sort of conurbation to you they'll be blacked out so yeah. say you're a, a fan of a team um outside of your state or you know so there's there's limited ways for you to watch that game live so amazon and verizon have gone aha exactly it's only so, yeah yeah I, I believe baseball has a similar thing i've heard about that yeah baseball the, has blackouts ice hockey basketball all the all the the four major sports has has this blackout policy or like it can affect you even if you you're in the same state or the same region some of them are like if the if the ground doesn't sell enough tickets, they will black out the game. Damn. Yeah. I've heard of that. That happens sort of a lot as well. So. Well, I bet it's fun when you plan to watch a game that is then blacked out. Yeah. I I bet that really puts you in a good mood and pleased you paying for that service. Wow. Exactly. I mean, this is why, you know, and people who provide cable in the States to going, why is no one buying cable packages anymore? Maybe that's it. <laughs> you, you know, the essentially the service in America is, you know, if you're buying a cable package in America, you're doing it wrong. You've got to basically buy TV a la carte in America. So, you know, you have your HBO, you pay for Amazon and Netflix, you get your Sunday ticket. That's what they call the NFL service. It's called Sunday ticket that you can right. then watch all the games. I think probably all the other major sports have an equivalent. Um you know, so that's kind of the way to do it in the states. I don't, I don't know why anyone would pay for cable. Well, no. Um, so yeah, I think Microsoft and Sony have screwed this up. The the this happened with music and movies, in that they they were a physical thing, and I had to go to a specific place to get them, and they played in a specific type of device, and that allowed people to sell me those devices but i i think in in this case actually the the it's like hmv and virgin megastore etc take on the role of, of microsoft and sony in this case because mm-hmm. 
it, it's it's Microsoft and Sony that have something to sell me, that thing being the console. And what keeps me going back to that is these physical games. Um, right. If they're just going to stream them, then I, I don't need necessarily for that experience to be done by Microsoft or Sony. At that point, you sort of commoditize it. Games become like MP3s and no one gives a shit anymore. And suddenly an album's worthless. And mm. that's this happening to games. Um, and and they could have just ignored streaming games and it would have been fine. Or at least carried on for a, a good while longer in the way it was. Because I, I, I think ultimately gamers are happy buying physical games of course they make more I mean, money from the digital of course they make more money from the digital ones uh, yeah. and that's ultimately what their motivation was but i think the long term effects of that are the commoditization of games to the point where they you know a copy of a game is a worthless thing and they're so readily available and the same experience is available everywhere that why should I pick one service over another? And at that point, it becomes with, well, the Amazon one just comes with Prime, so I get that one. Yeah, well, it's going to come, if it goes the way of music, it will be, you subscribe, or film, you know, films or TV, you subscribe to the service that gets you the most of what you want. In it. I mean, especially for music is the best example of this, because not all music is on all platforms, right? So, like... Jay, for basically, if you're a fan of like Jay Z and and um, Kanye and all this sort of thing, their music digitally is on Tidal. Yeah, it's not on Spotify. It's not you know on things like that. So it's a case of okay, so which subscription service am I paying for? What gives me the most amount of the things I want to listen to or watch or interact with? So if it comes down, if it boils down to a system like that, it'll be like subscribe to Microsoft's thing. I can play these games or I'm subscribing to this thing or this thing, Verizon's thing. You know, they haven't got the rights to these games, but they've got these ones and these ones I like, so I subscribe to them. And yeah, so, um, I, but I, I think we're a way off that at the moment. I well, mean, I'm not I, I prepared think there's to... lots of companies working towards it as fast as possible. I think that's just because it's, because they exist already. I think a lot of these companies are going, well, we've got to get the groundwork in now. So if this turns into a thing, we're ready, essentially. I think it's just about prudence as much as it is about breaking down barriers and all this sort of thing. I mean, I just feel like... I mean, because all these companies are also working on boxes that go under the telly still. Well, Microsoft and Sony are, but Verizon aren't, Amazon aren't, Google don't care. They want to do it through Chrome. Um. And maybe, you know, I, I honestly don't think Google have given up the, the fight for the TV yet, to be perfectly honest. And maybe they want uh, streaming games into Google television or something like that. Um, NVIDIA are doing one as well. I forgot about that one. Everyone uh, did. <laughs> you know, every, everyone's doing this. I, I think ultimately the problem is as well that they're shit. You know, especially compared to I mean, at, at this point, are we expecting that Xbox 2 and PS5 are going to be 4K machines? You know, that it w would be the end of the world for them if they don't do 4K, right? The, the new ones. No, no, I don't think so. Um, I just, 
They, I mean, yeah, they, we're they, saying that they're shit now, but they've—I mean—they they have the potential to be better, and you know, maybe in five or ten years, we'll be saying, "Oh, do you remember we used to do this, this, and this? It wasn't that old-fashioned." I mean, when Netflix first started, that was shit. You yeah, know, you but, couldn't find anything, and it yeah, didn't have all the stuff. And the, now right, it's the difference the was though with Netflix, the the limitation was down to content selection. It wasn't down to can I watch a movie like this. And my my point is with this is. It, it's we're worrying about game selection when the real problem is on your xbox one x and on the next xbox you can play in 4k probably 60 frames a second and it will in hdr and it will look breathtaking and it will be amazing and the internet connection required to do that on a streaming service probably doesn't exist certainly not on mainland europe um and so the the technology isn't there you can't play well, then, you can't play you can't stream that game anything like as well as you can play it locally for for movies that wasn't a problem you, you know that was that was never a problem once we, you, in which case then rich congratulations because then physical gaming isn't going anywhere until that's doable that's just it i think it will always be so far, um, I don't, then again it all depends on what happens with internet technologies i mean if we that while we might be way behind what is required right now for 4K 60 frames a second gaming streamed to you, that there is a line. That that line yeah. is there, and one day we will surpass that line. Uh, of course, by then we'll want 12K streaming and so on and so forth. But, I, yeah, I don't know when that next jump in internet speeds is going to come. There will be yeah, one, um, inevitably. I, 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 I just really think as well that we're saying all this about DVD, you know, TV and mo- music and movie streaming. Guess what? You can still buy CDs and buy a thing to play CDs on. I mean, they haven't gone away. I really think that, you know, that, that is the field in which there is advancements to be made. So that's where they're going to advance. But it doesn't mean that physical media and, and consoles are going away. I don't think you're always going to, I think you're going to be able to buy them. I, I don't know. You know, I, <laughs> I really think you're worrying overly. I'm not, I really, I'm I'm not really worrying at all um, because I think that, you know, Nintendo's strategy has always been entirely different to what everybody else is doing. Um, I, I just, what I think is happening is I think Sony and Microsoft are, are allowing themselves to be destroyed. That That's what I think. I think maybe they thought they had a bit more unique ability more of a unique selling point in this area. Like if I can choose between PlayStation streaming service or Amazon streaming service, of course I'm going to go for PlayStation because that's where the gamers are, etc. And all marketing bollocks. When the truth is the two services will be indistinguishable from each other. And also um, it'd be like a Netflix and Amazon prime in that virtually everyone subscribes to both anyway. Yeah. And the, the fact is what they've actually opened them up themselves up to is just a mountain of competition because now nobody needs to research and develop a fucking games console. They just need some servers and I can get those. You know, that's all they need. So why not get in the game? They've blown it like that. Nintendo won't care because Nintendo have always just done what Nintendo does. And that's part of the the dude saying, you know, really what we do is we sell stuff in this we sell our ip 
And at the moment, that happens on games consoles, but it's happening in films and at theme parks and so on. They're prepared for a different future. But, you know, if they gave a shit about technology, not at levels of technology, then the 3DS would have been wiped out years ago, wouldn't it? And replaced with something else. But you can go and buy a new one today. So they'll be fine. And ultimately, PCs will always be the best way of doing it. So there's still that. I'm not worried. I think Microsoft and Sony are just the most monumentally stupid thing in the history of gaming. Like, this, they will, there will be documentaries made about this in 10, 15 years. I guarantee it. We are living through a thing. And it's like a self-enforced gaming crash or something like that. That's my prediction. Um, but only Sony and Microsoft will suffer. Amazon will do well. Google will do well. Anyone else that does other things and can link you into a subscription service. That's that's what I reckon. So there. Are you there? Have I killed you? With- yeah, I'm there. Yeah, yeah no, okay. I was just... Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 I don't really agree, to be honest. Um I, I, if you're if you're saying that this is the the you know the opening salvo in the deaths of Microsoft and Sony, I think that's oh only sorry only in terms of their console manufacturing. I think as companies, they are otherwise going to be fine. I'm not I'm not predicting the death of Sony and Microsoft because uh, actually maybe Sony because they're a bit more broken up, and I think that the gaming bit is still the only bit that is still Sony or something like that. But that's yeah, I I don't think Microsoft will go away or anything because their bread and butter is Windows and Office and other services. But I could see him, I could see it really not being worth their while to make a console anymore. I mean, I, I can see up to that point. Yes, I mean that is that is certainly a possibility. Um, certainly for the Xbox, um, I can see that. You know, in maybe after this generation they will be after the next generation because they're working on the the successor to the xbox one right yeah so this is known so i can definitely see that maybe in five or ten years time when it's time to start developing the one after the next one they'll be looking at each other going are we are we doing one or not sort of thing rather than it being a certainty um i think playstation has got enough cachet out you know outside of the the west the there's such sort of a huge player base especially in in the in the east and that sort of thing that they're they're fairly okay i think for now and like you say nintendo's its own thing so um i could see that you know that happening to the xbox as a concept and they decide to move away from it in in 10 years time maybe but um yeah i think that what you were saying made it sound like this will kill them as a corporation. Oh God, full no. Stop. No, it would take. And I it, think that's that is entirely premature. I think, and this isn't hyperbole. I think it would literally take the end of the world to kill Microsoft. Other than yeah. that, some God, you'd have to be so monumentally stupid as a CEO to destroy Microsoft at this point. I mean, I think I, it's I like to think doable. that the board would step in and, and, and put a stop to whatever the fuck you were doing before you did it. Um, you know, but... Well, I mean, we were talking last week about <clears> things not being, you know, there's nothing that's too big to fail, but I think it would require an enormous amount of fail. Let's put it that way. 
Yeah, exactly. It would require extraordinary events, I think. But yes. it's 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 possible. It's not as other realms of possibility, but um you know, um I don't I, I mean the way like I say the way you were kind of talking, it made it sound like ex- there not being Xboxes anymore would mean that Microsoft will crumble into dust and that's that's not gonna be No, it, it just means yeah. Phil Spencer goes to Japan. That's yeah. that's all it would mean ultimately. And and in fact tens and thousands of other people would lose their jobs probably, but mm-hmm. you know, but that that's a side issue. Hey, speaking of Microsoft, something they're gonna have to do to avoid shutting down is take dance moves out of Forza Horizon 4. Oh, God. Because Carlton's coming for them, possibly. Well, I think this is just a precautionary move that so we don't have to waste our time with lawyers, just take them out now. Um, like when we talked about this before, when this first came up, they've they've sort of said that, you know, individual movements aren't copyrightable, but, um, you know, essentially photocopying... Uh, the man's moves and putting them in your game is is questionable so they've uh, decided to head it off the pass just take it out altogether i get why they've done that they can't be yeah. bothered with this and do no. they really want all that press and that sort of thing better to just i mean take literally it at this point who cares who cares yeah, that much about it i mean forza. if forza horizon 4 is now a bad game because you can't do the carlton dance in it then forza horizon 4 has problems way beyond which dance moves are in it well you know? i mean we're talking about <laughs> i mean maybe fortnite's got that problem because apart from emotes and memes i oh, mean what is fortnite exactly fortnite <laughs> might well have that problem but i think more yeah. of forza horizon is a game uh and i still would like it it just needs to get a bit cheaper microsoft um and and be cheaper at a time that i happen to have some spare cash for a game uh i i pre just give me the game there microsoft <laughs> just just give me just give, give me. me um uh so yeah i th- i think it you know the game will be fine people aren't buying it and playing it because you can do the carlton dance i remain staggered that this might be a thing Clearly, the the legal department at Microsoft, which I think is probably at least a whole building, oh, um, it definitely has probably decided something along the lines of we don't oh, know, we just yeah. look, I I don't know, look, just take them out and we'll see what they do to Fortnite, and then maybe we'll put them back in, back but, in, yeah, exactly. For now, just does it matter? No, okay no. then, let's just sidestep the whole issue. We'll go back to whatever else it is we do these days. I don't know what they do. Now Bill Gates... Talking your tracks and stuff like that, so... Yeah. They don't seem to go to court as much these days as they used to, Microsoft, do they? No, they seem to have got wise to the fact that, you know, perhaps all this time we're spending in court is detrimental to all the other things we're trying to do. Yeah. So let's just not do any of that. So many things. You still can't copyright dance move you just you can't that's anyway let's move on this guy speaking of copying oh for fuck's sake he's back oh look it wasn't even like he was away for more than a decent amount of time it's been like what like three weeks soldier boy (laughs) gaming returns with more dodgy chinese shit (laughs) now with a ripped off psp yeah my god it is an mp5 player Nobody knows quite what that is, uh, but obviously it is two better than MP3 and one mm. better than MP4. Oh, yeah. Um, 
of all the specs of this, I mean, look, it's what's he selling it for? Ninety nine dollars or something. And again, this will be a cheap, shitty thing. Oh yeah, AliExpress thirty three dollars. Yeah, go buy it from there. It's the same shit. It's essentially bought a shitload of them and then has put them in a different box with his logo on it and is selling it you for uh, you know another two thirds what he cost what he bought it cost. So yeah, yeah um, apparently he just wants to go to prison at this point. He wants to be charged with federal crimes because this is what is going to happen to him. Well, what what I've noticed is what what everybody pointed out is that there's no mention of games with this one. Like the the other ones he sold were builders having hundreds of games and all, and they definitely did have those games on them, and they were all obviously copied and and stolen. This claims to not have any games on it, so right. you, you, it is purely a little emulation device. I don't think anybody should buy one of these for any reason. No, uh, why would you? If it hasn't got any games on it, why in the fuck are you buying an MP5 player in this day and age? Everything you already <laughs> own plays ga- plays music, I assure you, if you want it to or not. Um, so he's going to just get sued by Sony instead of Sony and many other people, because I'm sure the shape of that thing is copywritten by, and the button yeah. layout is copywritten by, play- by Sony. Now, that kind of thing you absolutely can copyright and trademark, um, yes. especially with regards to the square, circle, cross, triangle buttons. Um, mm. you absolutely can do that and Sony absolutely have done that and absolutely will sue the will. shit out of anybody who dares put anything like that on their controllers so um, I feel like the people will go well why aren't the people who sell these on AliExpress sued that's because they are in China for one That's and one. they are basically like just little you know small operations that sell maybe um a few of these things a week and are kind of so small and you they would just disappear and they're basically impossible to trace on the other hand soldier boy is in the united states has a website full of these things and is charging a hundred bucks for these things so you're crossing several red lines and everyone knows who you are and you're going on about it on twitter however will they find him mystery isn't it absolute mystery I'm looking at it now. It is $33.59 on uh, AliExpress. Hang on. I bet the price goes down if you buy more. Um, no, it actually doesn't. Oh, wait. Bulk price. 2% off five pieces or more. There you go. So that's something. 4.3-inch HD portable handheld game players, MP5, 8GB support for camera, video, ebook, GBA games, TF card, built-in microphone. So, fuck knows what that's for or what it does. And, or... you know, well, I mean, did you like your house? Um, that's a shame because you charged it up and now it's on fire. Yeah. Uh, because there are no safety precautions taken with any of these things. You know, all those episodes of Watchdog where it's like, I bought these, you know, pair of hair curlers off the market yeah. and they exploded in, and now several pieces of it are lodged in my face. Um, this is what happens if you buy stuff from AliExpress because no one has tested that in a safe environment. So, all the best of luck. It has AV out. It has mini USB. Remember mini USB? And it... Oh, God, this is just a piece of garbage. And, yeah, I don't know how these things get made, or why these things get made, or whatever. They just do. 
and he mustn't sell these anymore. It's getting ridiculous. But clearly he thinks he's onto something. Or something. I have to see what else is available on AliExpress now. Because I bet you can get like so many things like this. Rich, you are recording terribly. Yeah, I know. Uh, Yeah, it all went weird. It's okay, though. It's fine now. Yeah. Oh, he's got to do one of these. It's all mini Game Boys and stuff like that. Has he done one of those yet? He must be. I'm sure he will. There's one here for $8.49. Probably charge $99 for that. This is what I don't understand. I mean, I can, I can see the appeal of going into technology because this seems like a no-brainer, right? You buy a load of stuff for cheap, you flog it for much more than you paid for it, profit, right? But what I don't understand is there are many business avenues a gentleman of of Soldier Boy's stature might um, want to explore. You know, lots yeah. of other things, like a lot of you know, it's fashion or it's um you know cars and stuff or you know there's lots of things that you know will maybe go with the soldier boy brand what i don't understand is is his <laughs> insistence on going down this road when he has been warned several times this is not going to work well um, yeah. if you're really into technology you know work with microsoft then you know, you want to make a Soldier Boy game or something? I'm sure that someone would. You know, there's a small developer that would make one. You know, Shaq Fu's a thing. They brought up. They brought one out the other day. Yeah, um, it, it was awful, you know, by the way. Like, it was awful, but I mean, will, will he is worked for Intel? Alicia Keys worked for BlackBerry. That didn't go so yeah. well, but she did. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if you want Soldier Boy branded things and you want to make a profit out of it, there are avenues that will sell Soldier Brand, Soldier Boy branded things, and you can do it legitimately, and you won't have to see the inside of a prison cell. Here's the problem: is that we're talking about a guy who had one song. How long ago? Oh, about ten years ago. About ten years ago. Now, while the amount of money one might make off a hit song. Might be a nice amount of money were somebody to just hand it to you right now. It is not an amount of money that is going to sustain you for the rest of your life or even necessarily the next six months. And that goes more so if you think, haha, I've made it, I but I can just spend all this money now because I will have another hit song and there will be more money. And everybody probably thinks that and they're very shocked when there isn't another hit song And then the record label says, yeah, about those three albums, uh, not so much anymore. Mm -hmm. And and then you're like, but we've got a contract. And the record label are like, sorry, what? Bye. And that happens. And then you burn through that money because you want to think that you're a massive rap star. Maybe you get some reality TV for a bit and various shit like that. But eventually you reach a point where... You either have another hit song, for and for you at this point, it's as likely as anybody having a hit song, or you, I don't know what you do. It must be horrible. And Soldier Boy has decided, I'm going to buy some dodgy shit from China and sell it in America, because clearly nobody else has thought of that. 
But I just I, what I don't understand is you get you get warned once and you yet you continue to do it. I I don't oh, get it. Yeah, on I mean, top of that, it's not like you know your mum telling you off because you stayed out too late. This is jail time and huge fines getting in trouble. Yeah. So you know, I mean, take a hint. There we're just into the realms of like basic stupidity and like not being yeah. able to take that hint and that sort of thing. I found what he's going to do next, and there's a sale on them, so they're they're only three ninety nine each. The Nostalgia Tetris game consoles mini handheld game players built in twenty six games is its product name. Wow, what a absolute grammar fuck that was. Yes, <laughs> and it kind of looks like. Actually, do you know what that is? That's an iPhone ten case with a Game Boy style Tetris player on the back of it. Which now I've realised what it is for three ninety nine. It's probably an all right bit of fun. And I feel bad for getting at it now. There you go, soldier boy, do that. Actually looks like a pretty decent phone case. It plays Tetris. You can probably play Tetris on your phone, though. I, I don't know. Can you do that these no. days? Right? God, they well, make ones can. that look like all the fucking mini consoles. God, you see, it's stuff like this. I'm looking at one now that is the mold of the SNES Classic Mini. It's not like it. It's not close to it. It's not a copy of it. This rolled off the same fucking production line, and I will not have otherwise. Mm. And that happens a lot. And that's where these things come from. Because they they call it the third shift, and they go back in at night and make these things and sell them for themselves using the factory and all oh they they go and retrieve the the ones that didn't pass quality control out of the bins yeah that kind of thing and that's how you get this 18 dollar thing that looks like a snares classic mini because it is one uh that plays 621 games childhood retro mini as it says rather eloquently i don't even know what it does it's just it's its name is buzzwords Childhood, retro, classic, 4K, HDMI, 8-bit, console handheld gaming player. It's not handheld at all. That's how these happen. Soldier Boy, packing in, mate. Right, another wrap. Oh, you can't, can you? In other news, am I not a Soldier Boy fan, by the way? I, I'm not. At all. It's coming across. I hope so. I, I I hold him in a lot of contempt. Just not professionally, just as another human. <laughs> so, Sony finally greenlights crossplay in another game. Hold on, it's Rocket League. God damn it! When is it going to be something we we can all play? I don't know. What what would that thing be though? What what game are we waiting for? Hitman. That doesn't even have local it multiplayer. <laughs> no, but it does have multiplayer. It has the world well, for Hitman 2. Yeah. Um, they're going to do something called ghost mode, which is, you know, one of us would go and do a contract and then one of the other ones would then try and beat us at it. So um, that is in beta at the moment. Oh, we could. Do, I bet we could do that, though, because you'd be playing on Xbox and Mike and I would play on PC. I bet that would work. Well, you'd hope so. Yeah. And it would exclude Alison, who would probably end up beating all of us or something, because she's weird like that. And that's also good. So, 
you know, she wouldn't beat you. You're, just, you're going to beat both of us. But I'm going to be shit at this. I kind of don't Look. want there to be a game we can all play together. <laughs> <laughs> look when you when you first started hitman and me and mike were going on about it and you were like i don't get it i don't get it and then you had the breakthrough so you know it's it's just a, a case of well say so once you kind of get your mind into tune with what you know hitman is then it's then it's easy yeah not easy but i mean um it's you understand once you sort of understand the mechanics of it then you're away and it's the i mean I will say this, I mean, because I talk about Hitman 2 in a while, because I have been playing it, obviously, incessantly. So, um, the the later levels of Hitman 2, woo, daddy, they are hard. I will get to it one day, that game. It's going to take me, a, I think it might take me a couple of years to get through Hitman. Because I dip into it. Yeah. Because you can, a, a lot yeah. more easily than a lot of other games. And it's, it is, I, I, I do have a couple of sessions a week on it, to be honest, still. It, it just pops back up, but I just enjoy playing it. Like the mm-hmm. act of playing it is, it's a pleasurable game to play. Um, so I, I don't necessarily ever make any progress. It, it's just about having fun being Hitman for a bit and strangling the occasional passerby and that kind of thing. Maybe it's a little bit of stress relief, but it's yeah. Rocket League. I got for the switch. I have no problems with it as a game. Um, but put it this way, it is the only game that when I first saw it played as an eSport professionally, my jaw hit the floor in a kind of, mm. I didn't know you could do that Yeah, kind of way. Like it was the, watching someone play League of Legends looks like watching me play League of Legends. It, it's boring as fuck and you can all do the same stuff. And the same goes for pretty much every eSport game I've ever seen. But Rocket League, I didn't know you could do the things that they do in that. And so mm. that pretty much was the last day I ever played Rocket League. Because it then became a case of, well, unless I've got friends specifically to play with, mm. I'm, not, I'm not playing the wider world at this game. I'm, no, I'm... <laughs> because you will just get destroyed by a 12-year-old. Well, because some, some games are like that, that it seems within minutes of it coming out, there are people who are so advanced that it, it, it's almost, it, I mean, especially in things that are sort of multiplayer only, it, you know, that um, you would practically, you would have to be playing the rest of the world at. Yeah. Um, uh, it does feel like, I mean, you're you're outclassed within minutes it, as an ordinary person, essentially. Oh, yeah. So it does yeah. deduct a bit from the from the fun of it in some cases. Yeah, that was my only problem with Rocket League. It, it, I totally, I have no problem with it as a game. I, I think it's no. a really great idea. I think it's it looks great. It works well. It's a great esport to watch. It, it's one of my preferred ones to watch as an esport because it's. It's kind of like a game of football, isn't it, really? it's Yeah, essentially. Yeah. It's much easier to follow than trying to watch eight people play Splatoon 2. You know? Well, as well, with, with games like that, like you were saying, League of Legends, they've been around so long that and you, you can't, the amount of understanding you have to have of the game is so much higher to enjoy what they're doing, uh, doing uh, as yeah. the eSport version of it. Whereas, like you say, Rocket League, it's football with cars. Everyone understands that. Yeah. You know, score a goal, defend... You know, I get it. I, I don't I, have to have played a thousand hours in it. Yeah, I, I would insist it is as fun to watch as football because it's just the same. 
and I'm not prepared to tolerate the whole, but you don't have to run. Yeah, well, footballers don't run for a whole game of football, do they? So I have that same rant every time there's a World Cup. I, it, it's like week two of the World Cup when you start hearing like, oh, he had to come off because he was tired. Like, what? You can't play a whole 90 minutes. Like, why not? Well, it's hard. You can't do it. I'm not a professional footballer. I don't have a job that insists that I play a game for 90 minutes. You would think that that would be the prerequisite of being a footballer, would be being able to play a game of football. But apparently, no. No. You only need to be able to play some football for a bit. Yeah. That's me in sports in a nutshell right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into all the ways I disagree with what you just said because we will be here all night. But okay. oh, I, I'm I'm totally aware that to anyone who remotely gives a shit about sports, what I've just said is just sacrilegious. It's it's like complaining that there's no ketchup on the table at the end of MasterChef or something like that. Although I hate MasterChef more than sport. Yeah, you far hate more, MasterChef far more than that. But I would argue oh. that's because of the amount of MasterChef you've had to be in the room for that, that you didn't care about. That is a factor, but it's... I have been... I was exposed to a great deal of sport as a child. Like, yeah, I think that might be the factor in this. That that was my dad's main televisual viewing. And that's, of course... Sorry, kids, but back in the day of growing up in a house with one, maybe two televisions at most, and whoever, you know... If dad's home, you're watching what dad's watching. That's it. End of. That's, you know, especially if all you want to do is watch Star Trek again. Then, you know, it's not going to fly. A lot of sport, a lot of cricket. It it was like, did did you have that that sad feeling that accompanied the end of going live that meant Grandstand's going to start now? That's it for the rest of the weekend. That's telly done with. Someone's going to be playing a fucking game of something somewhere until Monday now, kid. Just just forget it. Yeah, but I think because I, you know, I kind of embraced my dad's interests um, and didn't reject that, them. As it's, you know, it wasn't as torturous for me. Um, so, but yeah, I can understand that. It was the sort of the feeling I had when Antiques Roadshow went on on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, and luckily enough, my dad is also very into computer games, and it's, you know, we talk about that a lot. We don't talk about esports because that's, yeah, he ain't putting up with none of that shit. No. Anyway, speaking of putting up with shit, EA have uh, cancelled their open world Star Wars game, which I didn't know they were making. No, no one did, and then but so everyone's angry that they cancelled a thing we didn't know about until they cancelled it. Um, I think the problem, most of the problem was, is because they done it to Visceral Games as well. You know, a, a once great studio, you know, a, a, a burgeoning great studio which has been castrated by EA on every level, um, and this is kind of the the latest iteration of that. Yeah. Um... Let's see, I'm, I'm just reading through the, the article. Uh, Visceral, best known for Dead Space. Yeah. Yep. Oh, now you see, I got them mixed up with Bungie last week. Do you know yeah. what? I, I kind of, if I'd been able to, like if it was a YouTube or something, I'd have re-recorded that whole section because I got so much wrong. Just in, it's like I knew what I was talking about, but the names of things were all the names of wrong things. So, go back in time, listeners, 
And where I say bun- bungee and dead space, that's bollocks. I know it is. Whatever. It's fine. Never mind. I'm not an idiot. But if you have to say that, you know, anyway. So, yeah. I think the thing is as well, um, the Star Wars fans have... What what confuses me is these companies' inability to make a Star Wars game good, and it shouldn't be this difficult. Y- yeah, um... I mean, it's not like it's not like there's an enormous expanded universe, extended universe that lots of people absolutely love, and making an open world game is essentially already done for you all you've got to do is bake the characters and put in some stories from some of the books and you're done and everyone would love it um they just refuse to do it and um every attempt that anyone makes to do it is cut down you know essentially throttled in the cradle and um you know what and it seems to be persistently by ea and no one can quite understand what their fucking problem is yeah, that's that was what is their fucking problem was what I was thinking through all the time you were talking, basically, just mm. w- making a good making a good enough Star Wars game has got to be one of video game creations easier tasks, has it not? I, I mean, well, I mean, I just, I mean, I, what I don't understand is it's not like they lack for stories in Star Wars. Yeah. I would say there's an enormous expanded, extended universe which you can delve into, and literally, if you just made a game of, you know, I'm not an extended universe expert by any means. There are lots of people who know a tremendous amount about it, but I'm sure there's a storyline in the extended universe you could basically lift wholesale make a game of and everyone would be delighted you haven't even got to think of anything original well that, that's just it i mean how has someone in charge of this in ea not just gone in thrown a copy of x-wing versus tie fighter on the table and said do that make that yeah i you know what i've got the feeling that while ea own the yes while they own the rights to making games on consoles and that sort of thing I'm just wondering if they don't own the rights to do it elsewhere. And if they don't Um, own the rights to do it elsewhere, then who is doing it and how well are they doing it? And so I typed into Google the word Star Wars followed by the word pinball because there is, yes, Zen Studios, Disney Lucasfilm, not EA. Let's see. Is this an iOS Android game? I think it might be. Oh no, they've just got right, it's pinball effects and they've got Star Wars pinball. I bet they do alright yeah, with it's, that. Well, I mean they they do basically every every sort of franchise you can think of pinball. Right, um, yeah. That game that game is basically free and then you just pay for the tables you want. Um, as far as I know, because it it gets updates constantly, um, you know, because there's adverts for it on on the Xbox and stuff. But like I say, the base game is free, and then you pay for, I know, I want a Star Wars t- theme table, and then you just go pay for that. <coughs> it's who, not, it's not like it's yeah, uh, uh, the Lego games. Who make who publish? Are they EA? Um, I don't know if they. Hang on, let me look at my look at my shelf. Um, 
who makes those? Uh, well, I've got Warner Brothers things on mine. Um, hang on, I've grabbed my grab one off the shelf and I'll look. So I've got Star Wars. I've got Force Awakens Lego Star Wars. Um, it's a company called TT Games makes them. Hmm. Because they were quite popular, weren't they? They are popular. Oh yes, yeah, they are. And quite good. And and other Star Wars licenses like Angry Birds Star Wars. Yeah, I think I think it's in terms of licenses, there are games. But what people have always really wanted is essentially what they've just cancelled. Basically, hmm. a huge open world, like but not a, not a Mamorpaga, like a like a Skyrim but Star Wars essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and I totally no get one it. will make it. What, fucking why? Just, I don't <laughs> understand. It's a license to print money, and I don't know why anyone won't do it. I know, right? Isn't it? And and that's before you even get on to doing your online component and other things like that. Like, yeah. Imagine how many skins you could sell. Like, I mean, um, exactly. It's a license to print money, and it's not like the story that you lack for stories. Or if you want an original story, literally, I can I could probably go on the internet now on Reddit and go. Who's got a Star Wars RPG written right now? And there will probably be a thousand replies. Yes, there would be. Absolutely. In fact, you might get too many. That actually, that yeah. came, when we were recording uh, Remote Patrol with Scott, it came up that uh, there was oh God, was it Star Trek who were taking just script submissions, and then the yeah. idea of them doing that now for Star Trek Discovery, if they were just to say, email us your, your script ideas for Discovery, and Doctor Who used to do it, like the, back in that, the day, yeah, back in the day. But can you you know, there'd be a, an explosion in central London. It was like, oh, that's they, they checked the inbox on that Doctor Who script submission thing, and it just took yeah. took out the whole building. It melted. Yeah. Um, you know, it would be insane and Star Trek would be the same. And Star Wars, again, like I think some people have got fifty or sixty scripts ready to go. Right now. And and so, if, if you ask, they yeah. will read them to you. In fact, they'll just read them to you. Asking will be optional. Keep writing those fan scripts, guys. So yeah. So yeah, I'm just befuddled by the fact that EA just pig-headedly refuses to have anything to do to do with this essentially free money machine, which would be an open world Star Wars game. It's kind of staggering. It really yeah. is. Um, yeah, Red Dead Two, but Star Wars. Yeah, imagine how much money. Don't give the license to Bethesda though. Uh, give we'll take it, it to... off EA, just, or let just... let an actual games company like Visceral, who have actually made good games, do it. But no, we're not doing that. Yeah, well, hang on. At this point, what the fuck do we need game publishers for? That's the other part of this of this whole streaming digital on online thing. The fuck do we need publishers for? If if Visceral Games can make a Star Wars game and sell it on Steam and PlayStation Store and Xbox Store and Nintendo eShop, what the fuck do they need anybody else for? Cuz well, I, mean, I don't know. That's now. I mean, cuz when they were first sort of swallowed up by EA, those things sort of weren't it wasn't possible to just, you know, make a thing and put it on Steam and, and well, you could, but I think that, you know, sort of 
the, the the ability to put it in alpha for ages and, and work on it and make money sort of slowly and keep yourself afloat that way um when visceral games and things like that were kind of glomped up by ea i think that that was sort of much a sort of a less practical solution but now um but the problem is now they're entangled they would have to get themselves out oh and then... yeah but i mean th- that's that's uh visceral games specifically i just mean in general you know we have this publishers and developers slash studio situation well there's no reason why a a, a couple of people can can start up a company make a couple of games and then you know in a couple of years once they've got a foothold go to luke you know to disney and say we we have this proposal give us a license and we will make this game and it will be out in 2025 yeah and you will print money for you yeah. There's no reason why that can't happen because they're willing to sell the license to TT Games to make Lego, to Angry Bird Rovio to make a, an Angry Bird Star Wars. I mean, they're a huge corporation and it would have to be a hell of a meeting, but it is possible. EA doesn't own the concept of Star Wars games on consoles as much as they would like to. Exactly. I, I think the only reason why they, they still might need publishers is, is based on the, the financial outlay to get that license. Like, you know, just thinking about, like, EA get to make the NFL game because they yeah. can pay the fucking NFL whatever number it says it wants that week. Um, you know, and, and they're a big enough company that you can you can essentially... It's like that whole thing, like we talked about, that kind of mysterious thing of confidence in business, that you have a big company, therefore we trust you to deliver a product based on our enormous franchise NFL rather than you know two guys in a basement making it is not well, as reliable in the old day in the old days yeah, in the old not days. reliable as EA and I think that obviously those ideas persist at the moment but that doesn't mean that you know because of the kind of as much as we kind of shit on streaming services and that it has democratized the whole process in a way so people sort of back to the old days of like specky that someone in a bedroom can make a thing and put it out and make money from it um, I think that the days of, you know, Star Wars has to be made by a big company because anyone is the ones who could be trusted is starting. Those walls are starting to be eroded by the fact that those big companies are just shitting the bed constantly. Yeah. And I think maybe it's time for a different kind of, of business deal. So if I'm Disney, instead of saying, right, I want a billion dollars for the rights to make Star Wars, PlayStation and Xbox games. And then along come EA with a billion dollars and give it to them. What if Disney would say, right, we want someone who can make a brilliant Star Wars game that's going to sell really well and make us look really good and get people excited and talking about Star Wars again and that kind of thing. And they go to say, just pulling one out of my ass, the people that did Celeste. Yeah. And they say to them, make us a game and we'll share the money that it makes with you there's your deal that's yeah that's your deal i mean i agree but i think that it again like the thing we were talking about with streaming it takes someone to make the intellectual leap to do it once one person does it and it works then everyone's going to do it but it kind of takes someone to break the seal absolutely Um, so it's just a case of who who leaps first? I, I, it wouldn't be them because they're obviously Disney is this enormous edifice, and I think that they just kind of, in a corporate way, move too slowly to kind of do that anytime soon. The, the, there but, is an element of that, but I think they're reaching the point where 
Well, yeah, I mean, they had a couple of failures. Obviously, they had a, shit, yeah. a couple of shitty Star Wars games. Solo didn't do well, um, you know, by their standards. So, you I, know, I, I again, think, we always... Yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely right. And I, I think they can look at the evidence of, uh, you know, EA aren't delivering that quality product anymore and yeah. haven't been for a number of years. Point. Yeah, I think they've got to be getting close to the point at Disney that people are saying they're not making games for us anymore. But it would be another big company to do that. Um, but then who do you choose? Because the, the great big game studios um, either really don't make games in that genre or are kind of not doing the wells themselves. I mean, can you imagine them in, with, with current events in mind turning around and talking to Bethesda about doing something like this? I don't think so. What, what I think you do is you basically go to... Or make it either go to them directly or make it known that you are accepting from established game companies pitches for Star Wars games. And well, yeah, just make your own company, make your own gaming company. You just have a Disney gaming wing. Yeah. You know, you bringing basically, you could probably bring back Kingdom Hearts from Square Enix because how long have they taken to make a fucking game? <laughs> and, um, you know, you basically poach the best talent out of these companies you, say, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even we're need making to. a game you wouldn't even need to if you were to say well if we like your star wars idea and you can show us that you have a reputation of making quality games and that that's a bigger group of companies than have you got a billion dollars will bring you um then what's you know if they made if they said right we'll let two three companies a year make their star wars game idea and we'll t- we will share and take sixty percent of whatever it brings in, and we'll work with them and do all the IP stuff correctly and all that sort of thing. What what if they did it like that? And so maybe whoever wanted to make a Star Wars game could do it, and that wouldn't prohibit somebody else from doing it. So Bethesda could make Skyrim Star Wars, but it wouldn't matter if it was shit or if they didn't care because they wouldn't be the only people making a Star Wars game, and that wouldn't be the only Star Wars game coming out this year. That that could be a thing. They And they could just let... You know, it, I keep coming back to in my head this idea of uh, uh, Mario Rabbids on the Switch, and that was Ubisoft going... A couple of guys from Ubisoft, the lower decks, going to Nintendo sheepishly with, um, we think we've got an idea for something fun. Could we make it, please? And Nintendo saying, fuck yeah, that actually looks pretty good. And Disney should be like Nintendo were in that situation. And let just, you know, so if you made a game, come and pitch us a new game. We might like it. We might make it. And everybody has fun that way. And fuck EA with their loot boxes and stuff. Or or not, let them make one. And it just not sell well when it's full of loot boxes. Did I rant then? I do apologise. I don't know if I ranted. No, I don't think you did. No, I wasn't. No, angry. I just think that it's. It just seems obvious to us, obviously, as as people who would like to consume such a product. But um, yeah, it just it it feels like just pigheadedness at this point, rather than any kind of business decision. It just feels like no, I'm taking away your joy actively because this makes you know. It, it does make me wonder if George Lucas fucks somebody's wife somewhere or something like that, doesn't it? It's like. <laughs> There's this unreasonable... Yeah, why do you hate Star Wars this much? Why do you hate it this much? It's, it's You know, a bit it sort odd. of feels like... It feels like... Well, I mean, he doesn't own it anymore, does he? He sold it all. Mm. But um, 
Yeah, I, it feels like, you know, like rock stars sometimes, you know, they make a great thing and then they just, you know, like what's his face from Blur? It just went fucked off and started making cheese. Just want to, don't want to do it anymore. Just pissed off with it all. Yeah. What was his name? Graham. He's always just the, the, dude, the guy from Blur who went to make cheese. In the back. Yeah. Was he the bass player? No one ever knows who the yeah, bass player so. is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I say that as a bass player. The bass player, yeah. <laughs> Oasis were better. But anyway, that's that's an argument for another time. And that time is 1996. Mm. And I'm done having that argument now. Actually, that might be the most controversial thing I've ever said on a podcast. I would think that had I not, not already there. said it many times. It's definitely up there, isn't it? Oasis were better. I'm sorry. I just couldn't get on with blur it's i'm not saying they're rubbish or anything like that they i just couldn't quite get on with it really it's all a bit maudlin a bit yeah that's my official description of blur's music that's all the news emma there's none left mm-hmm. I suppose we better do the other bits then haven't we well the what we've been playing bits yeah yes well you go for it then you start off well, I mean, I think we'll we'll do uh, Assassin's Creed. I mean, because as, as always, as it has been basically since November, all I've been doing is playing Assassin's Creed and Hitman alternatively. Um, people are probably getting bored of this now. But however, there has been some controversy in Assassin's Creed world. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, we would have talked about this in the news, but um thought yeah. park it here because I've actually played the, the, the part of concerns. Basically, the second part of... Uh, the Assassin's Creed DLC dropped on Tuesday and I don't know how actually my problem is it's a humongous spoiler if I talk about it so I know that you don't care um, so perhaps we should Other say at the top might. that yeah. yeah so if you're a person who is desperate to play this and doesn't want to know what happens you know maybe just spool ahead for maybe the first, next five minutes or something um, because basically um, in this part of the DLC uh, your character uh has a baby. Yes. And this made people mad. Um, Well, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of made me sort of pissed off because basically how Ubisoft have said, when this game came out, they said this is like basically a full RPG. So this is your character. You make decisions. This is up to you. And obviously this includes romance options. And a lot of people have, you know, taken their characters, say my character is gay, my character is like a warrior, celibate monk, my character is, you know, monogamous, and, you know, have applied kind of those feelings to a character like they would in an RPG, not like in old Assassin's Creed games where you were just, you know, a character like many other genres of game, right? So I was quite disappointed with the character, you know, that Ubisoft have basically forced you you the character to settle down with um, basically it's if you're playing because you can play his female or male character in assassin's creed odyssey the opposite gender and have a child with that person and this was not a choice yes you had to i mean because there were options in the dialogue that's you know basically pushing you away from that person or saying, you know, I'm a, I'm sort of a solitary person or that sort of thing, but kind of whatever you did, because I was curious about this, um, whatever, whatever choices you make in that DLC, um, you end up with a baby. It happens. Right? 
it, it, it yeah. does happen, but um, obviously within the fiction of the game, this is quite disappointing. And obviously there were people who were upset because um, it's especially people who, you know, are, are LGBTQ, who were saying, you know, you forced me into a monogamous straight relationship and that's not what I am playing this game as. Ubisoft. I found it disappointing from a story point of view because it, for me, it doesn't fit with everything else. Um, yeah, I, I, I massively doesn't fit with everything else. I, I can completely accept this being annoying and frustrating from the point of view of you built up a character and then they put yes. a, they put in a thing in the game that basically ignores everything you've built up. Yeah, exactly. And as well, especially as well with this game, which is about family, right? It's the base game is about reuniting your fractured biological family. So you, brother, sissy, your mum, your dad, and all that sort of thing. And sort of the golden ending of the game, in inverted commas, is getting you all back together. So this DLC, you only have to be level 35 to play it. So if you're a person who's playing the Game of the Year version or you've just picked it up now, you've downloaded the DLC and you're playing the game from minute one, essentially, you could play this DLC in the middle of the main campaign if you wanted to. So then it makes no sense. So essentially, you're having a baby, leaving the baby with your other, you know, the, the person you've had the baby with and fucking off like it doesn't exist. This is weird. They've not, Which is extremely weird. What what it reeks of to me is they didn't think this through. That they, well, what they it reeks had, of to me is <laughs> there's another know, bit of this DLC coming out where they get to kill the baby and your baby daddy slash mummy and make, you know, and put some official, you know, put some... Because they, the DLC is kind of a thing of like, um, you know, there is kind of a, an outside force which is coming to ruin your happiness, essentially. So they're fucking dead meat. Yeah. Is exactly what's going to happen in the third part of this DLC. So they're basically getting a cheap shock, I think, or they're lining yeah. up for a cheap shock by killing off your kid and other half. I, I I think what it boils down to is they really didn't think about this the, the this, this this decision to be able to choose how your character is and how yeah. the, how that the number of, of possible branches of things to happen that creates. And yeah. how if down the the road you want to say, and then they had a baby, that that's fine. But you built in all this other stuff, and you've got to you've got to take that into account. And you didn't well, think especially... when you built that that you were going to say at the end, and then they had a baby. So really, again, that makes me think that you didn't know where this was going when you fucking started, and that angers me as something else. Well, I mean, it makes no sense as well. From but I mean, what makes what makes me cross about it is I I I mean, because obviously as a straight person, I kind of have the privilege to say I don't really worry about you know my character was gay and now you know they've been forced into a hetero relationship essentially i I mean that's annoying honestly Um, if 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 people are upset because that character is not who you are cry me a fucking river i'm not tiger woods but i played that whole golf game as him and i didn't catch fire and none of that had anything to do with who or what i am as a person or an individual that bit of it is just a fucking computer game and that's kind of where I am on that one. It, it's like, it, it's, if if that can destroy your day, there are bigger problems you've got than the ending of Assassin's Creed. Um, I, I do appreciate though, that if you've 
played a thing and made choices in a thing based on the fact that it will affect future choices. And then it suddenly just fucks that off. That it shit. Does. That's, it that's does make no garbage. sense. Because, I mean, because as well, the, the central point of um, this guy, I mean, I'm going into huge spoilers here, Rich. Are you sure you don't want to, you don't, don't mind? Really because, don't care. Um, really don't. Right, Never going to play Basically, the, the whole inciting incident of Assassin's Creed Odyssey is that you and your brother or sister, depending on who you pick, are abandoned. Right. Basically, through no fault of your parents, but you you grow up without them, right? And that informs everything that happens after that, is okay. what happens to you because you were abandoned as children. Um, the end of the base game is the the precursor civilization, that's be, the, the ones that have all the, the technology that they used, you end up in Atlantis, right? Okay. okay. Right. So, but your character stays in Atlantis, right? And you live for 2,000 years by, you know, <laughs> for, you know, being kept alive by the, the precursor's technology until the character that you play in the modern days comes and meets you, right? So if you have a baby... In the middle of that, you do exactly what you did to your parents, which is the whole point of this game, to your child. Yeah. So that makes no sense. Because, I mean, again, I don't know if it's sort of the maternal thing in me, um, but I be I have now got working mum guilt, right, is now what you've <laughs> given me. Because I'm abandoned. I'm fucking off my kid and going off and hunting mercenaries and doing other things. And so you're telling me that I left my child essentially to the same fate that I endured and was shit. And we played the whole game about how much that sucked. And we, I've done the exact same thing is what you're telling me. Because I think the problem is, um, I don't know if they're setting it up that way. They're trying to go for irony here, but there's more DLC coming out after this third part. Okay. And I don't know how they're going to continue it. If that is the angle they're going for. Um, so it's extremely confusing. I think they're doing it just for cheap emotional shock, essentially. I think that they will try, they will kill off people and then they'll go, oh, you know, and we'll have to like maybe send the kids somewhere else. Because I think the problem is they realize that in, in the kind of the fiction of, of, of the uh, Assassin's Creed universe, the, the powers that you have as assassin, you know, that make you a bit able to be an assassin. So are things that are granted to come from the bloodline of the precursor race that came before the Isu, they're called. Okay. So things like, um, you know, like Hitman has, you know, extra century perception is essentially the same sort of thing. Yeah. So those abilities come from them. So they have to go down your bloodline. Right, so Cassandra is off that bloodline, or Alexios is as that off that bloodline. So that's why she has the assassin powers. So I think that the people who wrote the story for Assassin's Creed went, shit, she needs to, she or he needs to have a child to continue this lineage. Otherwise, you know, because Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the earliest set Assassin's Creed we've had, there has to be some DNA moving on. Otherwise, yeah, how can you know the her power. I mean, there are other there are other humans that have this. It's not just one bloodline, but you know they're thought someone's gone shit. She he or she has to have a kid to continue the fiction essentially. So they're like, fuck, how are we going to do this? Let's just force them to do it. Yeah, that is clearly what they've done. Definitely, yeah, they've they've just thought fuck it, and and yeah, they've underestimated how that would annoy people. 
Clearly. They really have. I mean, I, I like I say, just for me, it annoys me on a story basis um, because it just feels like I, you know, they're, they're putting it in because they're like, shit, we've got two for the continuity or they're doing it for kind of cheap emotional points. Oh, it's when... a, yeah, it's a thoroughly shit idea. Uh, it's a shit idea. Yeah. And the fact that I didn't get a choice to say, do you know what, fella? See you later. I'm off to go and go and be my, you know, go and do whatever by myself because that's my choice. Is crap that we all went. I mean, because I remember when I, look, I looked at the achievement list, and I thought, well, how the how is that going to work? Because when it because the achievement is start a family, right? Yeah. Or the trophy list is. So when when it, I thought, well, how's that going to work? Because I'm not going to choose that. No. And then everyone was sort of like, you know, you can't miss this achievement or trophy. It's story related. And I thought, okay, perhaps it's sort of an ironical start of family. Because there's one thing where um, there's a mum who talks to you about her daughter who's kind of gone to the dark side, essentially. And you try to reunite them, but it doesn't work. and They both end up dying. Right. And I thought, oh, is that kind of the ironic thing of start of families? And they're together in death sort of thing. And I was waiting for the trophy to pop and it didn't come up. And I thought, oh, okay, there's something else. And that was the something else. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a shitty storytelling decision. Yeah. From my point of view. But people were extremely upset about, you know, the being forced into a hetero relationship, you know, and a baby and all this sort of thing. So Ubisoft have apologized. But this is the story they're choosing to tell. And part three isn't going to fix it. <laughs> So, you know, everyone is going to continue to be mad. But it just seems like a bonkers decision, especially because, you know, they just sort of get in some credence back into the Assassin's Creed franchise after kind of a couple of shaky entries and they don't need to piss people off, really. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's just a shit idea, really. It's a shit idea. It's, I mean, imagine if you were playing Fallout or Skyrim or something and then they just foist a kid on you that you didn't choose. I mean, any well, RPG like that. Yeah, I mean... I mean, the, Skyrim, the, you can choose to have a kid or not. Yeah. Um, well, the, I don't know. The, the bit that's alien to me is the outrage. It, it's the sort of... Like if so, yeah. In the if they forced a kid on me in the game, I don't think I'd care necessarily enough to want to express that publicly. May, well, I'm saying that as I'm about to talk about games I've been playing for the last week, which is fucking stupid. But I, I'm saying that as I'm, I have the double edged sword of speaking as somebody who does a fucking gaming news podcast. Um, but if I was if I didn't do this, would I? I don't think I'd care enough. Like it, it, you just like show. Oh, that was shit. And well, I mean, I, that was kind else. of my 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 thing of like, I'm not gonna, I'm not to the point. I'll play something else. I just feel like I'm disappointed because it's a shit decision, and I've got there's more of this DLC that I've already paid for that I'm going to play, and I'm kind of now stuck with that. Oh, I've got a kid. You know, in the fiction of the game, I'm kind of been thrown out of it because they've foisted a decision on me. I can't change. Maybe Which I'm just... kind of goes against the whole point of RPGs for me, so... Yeah. Oh, no, I, I get that. It, it does negate the point. And, uh, yeah, it is... It, well, as I've said, I, I agree. It's just a generally shit idea, basically. 
But anyway, is that do you have anyway, anything else or? Well, um, I'll say I played a, a, a more Hitman too. Um, I I will say I've kind of um, I was saying about sort of the late levels being hard. Oh boy, they're hard. Uh, they're much di- now, the last three levels of Hitman Two are a significant jump in difficulty. I think for me they're not impossible, but they are much harder than everything that's preceded it in Hitman One and sort of the first half of Hitman Two. I mean, it's welcome because I you know it's nice that the game's like okay, you understand this game now. Now we're making it more difficult, and it's when when you get it, it's very, very satisfactory. But there are certain points of frustration, but that is purely just a, a get good moment, you know, get better at it than your dummy. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a satisfying challenge, and I do like the the sniper level that they because uh, rather than having another big open world thing, it's just a sniper challenge, the last level. Yeah, and it's actually a lot of fun. So uh, I've been, and there's lots of challenges to doing that. So I've been having fun sort of working my way through those. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I do wish that the controls were a little bit better on console, but that's because I'm a console scrub and I can't really com- complain too much, but never mind. Uh, and that's me. Awesome. Um, well, again, I'm not too varied apart from one thing, bit more Smash because it's the best game ever in the world. Um, I, I, I know it's not necessarily the best game ever in the world, but I'm really finding it hard to find fault with it. And, or mm. get bored with it or not well up with joyful tears every time it so much as turns on uh so honestly i cannot recommend that game highly enough it's amazing and continues to be so what i finally managed to do this week beyond my own hitman one play playing and i'm I'm just doing that the special mission on sapiens in there with the movie set not even finished it not even finished it. I just keep going in there and fucking around with the shit. It's fun. Mm-hmm. What I have done is I managed to pour another like shit ton of time into Red Dead 2 and I don't hate it anymore. Oh, right. Okay. So you've sort of broken through. Yeah. Uh, it seems there is a barrier and I have broken through said barrier. I still wish I was playing it on a PS4 Pro or dare I say a PC version. But as a game... I'm now well into it. I've started, oh, I, it, I got into a situation whereby it forced me to do things other than the main story. And that situation was, I managed to ramp up an enormous bounty on my own head. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Um, basically, I, I think all of my major incidents have been accident, accidental, right? I'll, maybe my horse will bolt forward and I'll just run somebody down in the street and kill them. And everyone sees, and I run and then like two guys chase after me. I shoot one. Then a posse comes. I kill all of them. Suddenly there's a $300 bounty on your head. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of made it so I couldn't function within the main area of the map because every time I left the camp, there's a fucking posse out looking for me because there's a $300 bounty on my head. And it was just unplayable. So it forced me to like just do hunting and other things that were all about just trying to get that $300 together so that I could pay off that fucking bounty and get on with the game. Uh, I spent five hours doing that last night and enjoyed every minute of it. Just hunting things in different ways. And I, I need to put a bit more research into finding out how you do things because I can only get bad quality furs 
from the animals. And I think it's to do with how I'm killing them. Yeah, are you basically blowing them up from from a great deal? Yeah. Um, like a 60 caliber bullet, essentially. Yeah, I think I need to be sneaking up on them and arrow arrow to the head yes. sort of kills. Um, but I, I, yeah, I haven't been that, that precise with it yet. Um, but there's, there's, I've killed a couple of, not, I want to say divine beasts, but that's Breath of the Wild. Um, legendary beasts. That's it. Yes. Killed a couple of them. They're fun. Quite a few tasks. I like there's various stories unfolding as I just stumble around the world. Uh, Mm -hmm. in this map that I realize every time I go to it, just how little of it I've uncovered. Yeah. And it's already obscene. Um, and, and so I'm just starting to really enjoy it. I'm getting into changing outfits and doing my campsite and crafting things and bonding with my horse and saying, yeah, boy, and (laughs) other things like that. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm really quite into it now, which I'm pleased with because I had written it off and thought I wasn't going to enjoy yeah. it. I, I do think it's, it's kind of at the limit of what practically open world console games can be because I think if it's much bigger than that map is, you're basically in the world of MMORPG, aren't you? Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of overwhelmingly full of stuff, I think. It's kind of how I felt when Odyssey, when I first fired up odyssey because there's kind of so much stuff there's you just feel like you're spinning plates constantly because you go off and do one thing and then you know the game's bibbing at you to do you know a million other things you're like i just i'm trying to just do this yeah and it, it starts get, feeling like an admin job it can get overwhelming uh, yeah. and i i think you know i i still think for example breath of the wild is a better open world game because it did a nice job of of not overwhelming you with stuff there, yeah. there weren't too many mechanics and while the the world wasn't as big as Red Dead Redemption 2, I think the, the concentration of stuff was far higher. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, because in Red Dead, you've got like all these collectibles and animals and your camp and exploring the towns and side quests and all this sort of thing. Whereas Breath of the Wild is a big world, but there's only a restricted amount of things in it. Essentially, you know, there's quests, there's temples, there's seeds to collect, but it's it's defined. It's not like oh, yeah, this enormous, it's... huge shopping list of shit, which is, uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 has. It is just a massive shopping list of stuff. That is basically the game. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but, I mean, I'm now enjoying the experience, which is, I, I think I still had, and th- this is quite surprising and kind of ties into what you've just said, actually, that I, I'm a, fa- you know, I'm, I must be 15, 20 hours in at this point. Maybe a little less, ten to fifteen hours. Actually, that feels a bit, bit better. It's still teaching me the game. Yeah, I'm still doing missions where once you've done it, it's and now you can do this and go here and collect these things. And you're like, what the fuck? Have I have I not got enough things? Like, let's go on a money collecting mission now. You can collect money off people. Let's go and visit the stables now. You can have horses and brush them and stuff like that and it's it feels you you have to be willing to just ignore stuff yeah Um, i mean there's only so much time i mean because the you really could just spend 30 hours of this game on animal husbandry it feels like and i kind of have almost so far it you know i've not progressed the main game at all uh i need to get on and do it 
But the, I think the fact that you you don't have to, and the fact that I haven't, and I've enjoyed doing that, actually it's kind says, of how I feel it, doing. Yeah, it, it it means it's a good world to be playing in. I think. Yeah, it's kind of actually how I felt when I was playing Fallout Four. That you know, I would be off doing all these other things like building the settlement and talking to people and just wandering around and finding stuff and and you know scavenging the the the, the place for screws and this sort of thing. And the game goes, hey, hey, what about the main quest? And, oh yeah, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, do you know <laughs> to what? the point that I'd be like, I forgot what all this is about. Can you just give me a quick recap? <laughs> it's just occurred to me that essentially what we're describing is Animal Crossing. Animal yeah. Crossing is Fallout, but fluffier with no quest or storyline. Main quest, yeah. Or even maybe sub side missions, whatever. Um, other than go and visit Panda and get a chair for your living room. There's a quest. Oh, that, that's the equivalent of Preston going, there's a settlement you need to know, fuck off, I'm busy. No, anything but that, literally anything. It's like, oh, there's always <laughs> somebody being kidnapped by fucking raiders. Raiders. I am... I, it got to the point that I didn't talk to him anymore. Literally, I finished the last quest, and it was I got to the point that I'd sort of done a bunch all at once, so the game hadn't caught up to, and he had, didn't give me a new one. I was like, good, fuck off, and I never talked to him again. <laughs> uh, you do right. Yeah. My dad's still playing Fallout 4. I can't find him a replacement. I tried Witcher 3, and he didn't quite... I don't think he's into the whole wizards, monsters, potions Yeah, I'm, he's kind of like me. I, let me just have a shotgun and I can shoot it. I haven't got enough time to restock my mana. Yeah. Let me just go and fuck it up. I, I think that's the problem, and I get that. I'm kind of like that. I can... I, it, it's kind of odd to me that I ever played Skyrim as much as I did because I hate the whole dragon knights on in armor shit. I I am much more sci-fi. Uh, of course, I like Fallout more, but I I can kind of dismiss it for the right thing. But clearly, Dad can't, and I I get that. I'll find something. Maybe he'll like Anthem. Mm. Uh, but that's an EA game. I don't hate him. I'm not buying him an EA game. Anyway, that's us, I think. That's all I've played. I think that's all I've played. Feels like it. Yeah, because I deleted my Steam library, didn't I? Like a Oh, idiot. yes. Oh, goodness. It's all right, though. They're Steam games. I still own them all. I just need to yeah, you do. download several terabytes again. Oy. You think you've got a quick internet connection until they go, Doom's 90 (laughs) gigs, do you want to install it now? And you're like, yeah, see you tomorrow. Could I possibly kill myself instead? (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's not fast anymore, damn it. Or, you know, or explaining to your incredibly patient other half, yeah, the reason why Netflix has turned into a slideshow is because I'm downloading (laughs) update for Doom. Um, Terribly sorry about that, it's 90 gigs and then run away. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. So oddly, Broadband seems to do a, a better job of handling it. If I'm downloading something up here, it will still give like Netflix its bandwidth. But if I'm uploading anything, that fucks everything. Like, no, I was equally mad. I mean, because as well, we've got one of those. We've got a thing that boosts it up the stairs because it can't quite reach it. It's a you know one of those little plug-in things. I'm sat up beside here. one right now. Yes. Yeah, I was. I was fucks with our broad you know our router downstairs like they don't really talk to each other properly so sometimes you can you know have a perfectly fine connection downstairs and it fucks the one upstairs and this sort of thing so um 
it's a little bit confusing. Wires are the way. With ours. Wires are the way. Get a big load of wire and a big drill bit. It's it's the way forward, I'm telling you. Yeah, I think our problem is we're a bit frightened of doing that in this house because this is like an old house and I'm oh. frightened that one day we'll be drilling into something and like the whole street will just explode. Oh, you'll be, look, if you don't talk to me about old houses, Emma. Yeah, come I know, on. I know, I know, yeah, but. Um, I just yeah, needed I mean, a four we... foot drill bit. If you want to know fear, it's looking at me with a four foot drill bit and a big grin on my face. I was like, come on, Paisley, we're leaving, we're leaving. I'm going to drill a big thing. <laughs> So that's the thing. They wouldn't even let me touch it. They would, yeah. or if I if I was touching it, they would just call the ambulance. Then, essentially, why wait? Why wait? Why wait? Just just yeah. wait for her to. You might as well be here when she has the accident. Yeah, that could be a pint it's of like, blood loss like in that time. Two, <laughs> the first two minutes of casualty is me holding <laughs> a four foot drill bit. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Still need to fill But to those the point holes. that if we watch any of those DIY programs, if I'm in the presence of any member of my family, if it's a person who's like holding a sharp object and they're doing a bit of crafting or something, someone will turn around to me and say, you're not allowed to do that. That is how <laughs> dangerous I am. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Normally we, we see those things and it's Alison going, I can do that. And you're like, okay. <laughs> And no, but to, I would trust her to do it. I she, wouldn't trust me to do it. Yeah, she does do. She does successfully do it, whatever it happens to be, most of the time. I mean, like I super glued. We had a Doctor Who toy, and I super glued it back together. Chuck was very unhappy that I had the super glue. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I did get quite a lot of it on my hand, but it just peels off. It wasn't a go to hospital problem, so that was fine. <laughs> I don't think stuck together fingers is a go to hospital problem. I think that's a good laugh and a that sucks for you level problem. Uh, you know, that's, that's not worth petrol. You got glue on your, now if the hand is stuck to an unfortunate place. Oh yeah. I mean, someone was, then, wait, I think Chuck was waiting for me to stick my hand to the cabinet or something like that. Even um, then there's a great yeah. deal of pointing and laughing involved but, in that one. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but you should have seen how unhappy he was that I had the tube of super glue at all. Yeah, I no, I know that fear. I, I yeah. I know that I fit that fear. I have that fear with Alison with lots of things sometimes. Usually hammers or various electrically powered tools. But, Thing yeah. is though, I mean knives and hammers definitely remembers my family. I do that thing of like I hold it by the blade and then flip it and catch it by the handle quite a lot. Don't do that, you know. So I do that quite exactly, a lot and everyone gets yeah. angry when I do it. I'm not surprised. They're, they're correct. I haven't cut myself once, Touchwood. <laughs> First two minutes of casualty. That's your yeah. line. I haven't, I've yeah. never cut myself once. Flick in hey, your I'll brain you, and you fall out I'll of a window you. and that starts an explosion and then 17 people are killed. And... Would you like to hear the story of how I accidentally stabbed myself in the forehead with a knife? <laughs> I genuinely did that. <laughs> Yes, yes, I would. Please, please okay, go Okay, well, I was a kid and like, you know, like one of those little potato peeler knives, only like a little kind of two inch thing. Yeah. It was like mum was kind of showing me how to, to do it and that sort of thing. Um, And I remember I was sort of talking and waving my hands around as I was talking. And I just, as I was sort of gesturing towards myself, just went, thudunk. And... <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was only, it was just a flesh wound. It was not a problem. It hardly ever bled even. It was very shallow. But it was enough that 
no one gave me a knife for a considerable amount of time after that. Spectacular. <laughs> yeah. And, and seemingly rightly so. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I burned myself with the iron ones. It's like, well, don't let him do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now you don't have to iron anymore. That's not a problem. It's worth the burn. I was, not have to iron anymore. I was ironing. I was wearing shorts. I, for some reason, stopped ironing and put my hands by my side while my ha- I was still holding the iron. You sort of got a line across my entire thigh of burn from the side of the iron and uh, never did it again. And don't worry, Alison doesn't do it for me. I just don't iron clothes. Just anymore. don't iron anything. <laughs> you don't have to iron clothes anymore. Just hang it up and it creases drop out. No data iron anymore. It, That's fine. It, it wasn't a problem when I still lived at home because then mum did it. And then when I moved out, Tristan did it. And then after that, I just gave it up, really. But Tristan strikes me the sort of man who loves ironing. He really is so good at it. I mean, yeah, you, you have to trick him into it. Yeah. You know, he's not going to just come and, like, do you need any ironing doing? That's not going to happen. But you can be like, gosh, I'm terrible at ironing this shirt. If only there was somebody nearby who was brilliant at ironing shirt every fucking time. Like, yeah. you know, terrible shameless stuff and you could game straight there and you'd have the best looking iron shirt in the disco <laughs> never been to a disco actually i have but not you have that's a lie i know you have yeah. <laughs> 70s nights in nightclubs do they still do that was it the show that they i have still this, do this... those right okay. they still do those and they're just as worrisome and sad and just a basically hive of sexual assault as they were back you know when they first started okay right well at least some things still exist in the world i've been through an alarming number of those but that's because disco is the best musical genre of all time and on that note we'll bring our show to an end (laughs) no and then the show continued for another four hours and i put you out all the ways you were wrong (laughs) thank you for listening everybody i hope you enjoyed the show and i hope that you enjoyed the show enough to go and visit patreon.com slash simply syndicated and support us on there where you can get as part of that uh, ad free versions of all our shows, including this one that come out throughout the week. And I've started posting other stuff. I'll think of other clever, innovative things to post on there. Uh, cause that's how my brain works. Oh yeah. Uh, but at the moment there's lots of stuff on there. Go and check it out. Uh, go and look at the other shows, of course, that we do on simply syndicated.com. I've just posted a new episode of shaken, not stirred, which I think is diamonds of forever. Mm-hmm. Um, we just recorded a new one of those. We didn't realize we'd been doing them since 2013. Uh, it's just taken us longer than anyone could possibly have imagined to talk about all of the James Bond films. Um, also, Nick had a baby, so that was a thing. Yeah, that was inconvenient of him, wasn't it? It was. Hi, Nick. And uh, so, yeah, we've just done a new one of those. So now you have to wait to catch up with that one. But Diamonds Are Forever's out now and... Remote Patrolo Boy that I do with Scott, which is uh, Quantum Leap. We just re-recorded another one of those because I lost the original, which is, yeah, not done that for a while. That was like, you don't care. I'm I'm just thoroughly ashamed at my incompetence. And of course, Emma does uh, the greatest show in the galaxy mm-hmm. with a yep. different mic. And that's all about Doctor Who. It is indeed. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> There's lots for everybody on Simply Syndicated, unless you don't like, of course, any of those things I just mentioned, in which case, can't help you, I'm afraid. Uh, but let me know, because we'll make shows about any kind of thing, really. I, I don't care. 
I, I certainly have no morals or, or values of any kind. So that, you know, that opens us up to a lot. Uh, so until next week, then we'll see you later. You take care. Bye bye.